Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Deanna Kent. I'm here with my co host, Xavier Miller. What's up, y'all? <laughs> and today we have a special guest with us. His name is Ash Cash. He's a finance expert, motivational speaker, author of two books, and a CEO of Mind Right Money Management. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I've written eight books, actually. Eight though. books. Eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an OG in the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my, first, okay. my first book came out 2009, so it's, it's going on 10 years. So oh, I'm, I'm officially a, 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 a book OG. Okay, a book OG. Nah, but I appreciate you guys having me, though. I yeah, appreciate yeah, you. Definitely, man. We appreciate you coming yeah, along. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. And so the first question we usually ask our guests is, so to all the things you're doing right now, like what was the start of that? Man, so yo, know, it's it's it start it started from a, a block back in Harlem. So I'm I'm originally from New York City, uh, Harlem, NYC, the home of the hustlers, and I'm a, I'm a product of a single parent home. So my mom, uh, you know, I got I'm the youngest of three, so my mom raised three of us, um, and, but she, uh, you know, wasn't bringing enough money to make ends meet. So at eight years old. Um, I was packing bags at the local supermarket, you know. So I was I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been a hustler because. You know, it was by necessity, like I had to do it. Um, and so, it's, it, you know, that my story starts then. My story starts in the in the, in the late late 80s, early 90s, uh, you know, packing bags at the local supermarket, then graduating to selling mixtapes and, and T-shirts uh, on 125th Street. Um, and so I always had that 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 hustler spirit in me. Um, it, you know, I, I never really waited for people to give me stuff, I, you know, if, if I needed it. Uh, I was gonna get it by by any means, um, and so that's 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 how my story started, and then it just sort of like continued uh, into uh, teenage years. You know, at seventeen, I got a job working at a video store. Uh, then at nineteen, um, I started working as a teller at a bank, and then the rest the rest is history. I just started to do everything uh, you could name in banking. I was a teller. I was a personal bank. I was a branch manager. Uh, I was a CEO of a credit union. Um, and then, you know, now I'm an author and, wow. and, and, a, and a wealth coach. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's, what's, what's, what's dope about it is like every time I uh, see somebody from Harlem talk, it's always like that. Like, yeah, you know, I was, I was pretty much getting to it. It's like, that's a Harlem, that's a Harlem now, thing. But you gotta, but you gotta, understand, you gotta understand the time frame, though, right? Is that like, I'm a crack, you know, like I, right, I grew right. up in a crack era, you know what I'm saying? And so. I don't think you could ever grow up in that in that crack era from like I mean you know you know from from eighty three to ninety four was like the the crack era right and so and so I'm a you know I'm a nineties baby so I grew up you know in the nineties right, right. so at that time it was booming I'm talking about you talking about 15, 16 year olds like when they talk about rich and poor like you know rich rich right. Porter Al Poe and mm-hmm. A Z like that's for real like you were seeing. 16 year olds with foreign cars like they was getting money, yeah, getting money. and so to be around that essence like you can, you cannot uh, unless you were in the house right, right. You cannot, <laughs> like, you got, you got, like that hustle is like in your yeah, it's in your vein you know what i'm yeah. saying so i feel that you see like you said unless you was in the house you you, you, you are. <laughs> that's real i like that i like that and um i forgot i remember i was asking you so speaking on like a job you had i seen that you made the post you were saying how 
you had a six-figure job and then you quit and you went full-time entrepreneurship. And yeah. I'm like, man, I want to ask him about this because I know a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people probably struggled with that right now. It's like, they, or they might even ask like, dang, you making six figures. Why Like, why would you even do that? Why would you leave? And what would, what yeah, would be your response? It was the worst mistake. So it was one of the worst mistakes that I made, but I would, I, given the, the, the lessons I learned from doing it, was beneficial. So, um, yeah, I was, I was making six figures. Um, it was, you know, I had just released, this was, this was uh, 2009, actually almost 10 years ago. Um, December 5th, I remember December, December 5th, 2005 or 2009 is when I released my, my first book, but I was, you know, in the process of kind of like putting everything out. Um, and I was working at a bank I was getting a lot of attention, you know, through the radios and magazines, and I thought I made it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so I was like, nah, I'm I'm done. Like I'm I'm about to make a lot of money. And so I quit my job. Mm. Um, I even threw myself a retirement party at the 4040 Club. I was like, y'all retired. Oh, man, you was and you if you follow me on Facebook, if you go to my pictures, you'll see the the, the pictures and everything. Like I, I I threw myself a retirement party. <laughs> uh, but what happened was I wasn't ready though. I wasn't ready. So I uh, you know, left my job. I was making money though. See, see, the thing was though, uh, and I think that's the thing that entrepreneurs don't don't realize that if you have a a, a job making whatever, however, however you make it, sometimes you can't just leave automatically and think that you're gonna keep still having that same lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was making six figures. I left, but then now I'm making. You know, I think I think that year, my first year of, of being an entrepreneur, I might have made like sixty grand, mm-hmm. which is still good money, right? Anybody mm-hmm. be like, "Yo, sixty grand is good money," but you got to think like I've already accumulated a hundred thousand dollar lifestyle, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got a mortgage, I got you know, a, you know, a car. You know, I got you know, my daughter was two years old, but we had her in like you know, in in in, in childcare. Like it was just so much expenses that were coming out the the household that I couldn't afford a lot of stuff. And so I almost lost my home. I almost went into foreclosure. I almost got my car repo. Like it was a lot of stuff happening. Um, and so for a brief moment, I had to actually go back to work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To, to like to like figure things out um, and thank God for real estate, right? Because what, what wound up happening was now when I went back to work, I got to a space where now I'm making money again but instead, but this time I said, yo, I can't rely on my physical labor. Like I'm relying on, I'm exchanging time for money. Right. And I said, that's not, that's not how you build wealth. That's not how you get true freedom. You get freedom by, by changing your relationship with money. Instead of working hard for money, money needs to work hard for you. And so, you know, instead of, you know, my, my second go round, you know, I had, I had a property. I was already a homeowner. I was able to save the, the home. Um, and, you know, the, the apartment that we had, you know, my wife and I, we was, uh, you know, I, you know my, my mother-in-law was staying there at the time. But, but when we almost went through foreclosure, she wound up leaving. And so now we had an extra apartment that now is like, now nah, let's let's convert that and get a tenant. And now when I got the tenant and the tenant was like, you know, sort of paying, uh, you know, us monthly, you know, monthly right, rent. Right. That, that kind of saved my life. And I opened up my eyes and said, wow, you know what? If, if, if I could take more money and invest it into properties and get tenants to pay this, now I don't have to worry about, you know, working for money. The money's going to come in. And then now that frees me up to kind of do what I need to do from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Mm, that's dope. You said a lot of dope stuff. And I want to uh, dig into that. Like the first, like before you started doing all that stuff, I noticed you said that you had to change your relationship with money. Yeah. That's so that's so important. And I know like for people that probably hear that they might be thinking like, okay, like what do you mean by that exactly? So just go yeah. into that a little bit more. Yeah, not for sure. I think, you know, you know, growing up we're taught that the relationship with money is in order to get money, we have to work hard for it. Period. Like that's what we're taught. That that's the relationship. Uh I work hard, then I get money. But and and that you know, that particular scenario puts you in the, you know, employee perspective, like you're an employee, you work for money, right? Like mm-hmm. money's your boss, you work, you get money, but it's actually the opposite, right? Anybody who's ever created true wealth, they are the boss, right? They're the employer and money is the employee. Money works for me. I don't work for money, right? And so when I say change your relationship with money, you got to take yourself out from being the employee you got to be the employer. And as the employer, you have to figure out how do I make money work for me? 
How do I get to a space where I don't have to physically do something in order to get money? Um, and we call, you know, in the finance world, we call this residual income. We call this passive income. But how do I create residual income? How do I create passive income? And for many of us who might who might start with no money, like myself, right? I didn't have money. And so in the beginning, I'm going to work for money, right? I'm going to I'm going to be the employee. I'm going to work for money. But instead of taking that money and buying things with it, that's what we do. We take that money, we buy things with it. Nah, we got to live below our means in the beginning. Let's live below our means. Let's take this money. Let's stack it. And then now with that money, let's invest it in income producing assets, right? Let's let's invest it in things that are going to give us residual income, passive income. So that way we switch that relationship around. We go from being the employee grinding it out, saving our money, investing in income-producing assets, but now we become the employer and money's working for us instead of us working for it. Man, that's the rest. That's the realest in the world right there. Like, man, I, I just, I just yesterday I just tweeted. I was like, uh, the blueprint is simple. It's take the money that you're working for to create strains of money that you don't got to work for. And that's, that's, that's it. Like, that's, that's it. That's all and you, gotta... and it, you, you know, it's a simple concept. Right. And I think because... You know, it's weird, right? Especially now we live in this like um, this highlight, you know, real right where mm-hmm. everybody want to show what, what they got and all that stuff. Um, and so because of that, a lot of people are using money that they actually don't even have. Right. They borrowing. Uh-huh. They use it you know, to, to show off, to show that they got things or to show that they vacationing and they're showing that they're doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you become a slave to those things, right? Because instead of taking your money and stacking it, you're you're using your money to to, to buy these things, opposed to saying, you know what, I'm gonna use my money to to get income producing assets. And and the funny thing about it is, at the end of the day, it's okay to have things, but don't just buy things with your physical labor, no, right? Like I, like I I've written eight books because I love things, right? And at the end of the day. I'm not going to work for things, though. My books pay for for, for the things I love. If I want to go on vacation, I get a check every month from Amazon <laughs> without me doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so if I want to go on vacation, if, if I want if, if I want the 2019 version of whatever car is out, I could do it because it's not – I'm not physically working for it. And I think that's where people – kind of get get it misconstrued they feel like nah you know i work hard for this money so i'm gonna I'm spend it nah work hard for the money use that money to get something that could pay for the things and because because there's more longevity in that mm. right you you get a couple of properties and it's you know you got a couple of tenants like you're always gonna eat from that you write books you got a, a online course whatever you're gonna eat from that you know what i'm saying like don't like get out of the mindset, the scarcity mindset of only eating for now. Like I want to eat, I want to eat forever. You know what I'm saying? Eat forever, like for real. That, that's man, that's so real. Cause it's like I don't know. It's like you know, right now a lot of people. I don't want to say they complain about their job, but they do. They but do. then they'll yeah. spend. They'll go and spend. The job money on some stuff that they got to go right back to the job. Right, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. like, at the, at the and, of- and, and that's the thing. Like, like if if, if I could have done anything differently, I wouldn't have quit my my job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have I would have looked at my job like what it was, which it was my first investor. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, as an entrepreneur, my job was my investor, and so I was making six figures. I could have easily like scaled back some stuff, and then and then as I'm making the six figures, I could have stacked and stacked and stacked and used that money to like prepare my you know my entrepreneur ventures until you know what I was doing as an entrepreneur you know superseded what I was doing at the job and then I could quit and there'd be no gap in my lifestyle you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying but like to your point a lot of people are using it they're complaining about their job they really don't want to be there but instead of having a plan to to exit the job they keep doing things that that guarantees that they have to stay there you know what I'm saying yeah like that's like just to give the listeners more insight, because I don't know if we ever discussed this on it. Like when we we both left for our job, we had we own real estate, stocks, we own yep. cryptocurrencies. Yep. We had we had yep. six we had six figures of a network yep. over six six figures of net worth, and we yep. and we already replaced our job income. So right. when we left, it was like it was it no was change of lifestyle, trans transition yep. over. And she's yep. twenty three, I'm twenty six. That's so dope. That's so dope. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. yes, You know? uh, And people always be asking me, like, and and what you just said is what I always say. I'm like, yo, just use your money you get from your job. Stop buying BS. 
Just yeah. stack it and invest in some stuff. That's all you got to yeah. do for real. Just save up them right. money. Stop trying to just, impress people. Just forego, you know, instant gratification. Like, you're good. Like, Yo, that instant gratification is a killer. It's going to get you stuck. It's going to get you, you know, in debt forever. Just, right. you know, just forego it for now. But then eventually you'll be you'll be able to enjoy your life, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think the problem is, like, entrepreneurship so popular these days. People don't realize the correlation between entrepreneurship and being financially literate. Because if you're Absolutely. not financially literate, <laughs> you're not going to be a successful entrepreneur in the long Me. run. Yeah, that's so that's so powerful because you know, and and, and I and I think that you, you're absolutely right. Where you know, the, the there's a direct correlation, and they connect with each other so well. But people are so um, um, they're so focused on what they see or what they think entrepreneurship is that mm-hmm. that's what they want, but they don't understand you know, the, the process that it takes and the things that it takes to actually get there and to do it successfully, right? Because, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we live in this highlight reel era where entrepreneurs are only going to show you the highlight reel. They're not showing you, you know, them up to 2 a.m. They're not showing you when the account is negative or they're struggling or you right. know, a, a client didn't pay them on time. Like, there's so many different things that happen. They're not showing you that part. But, you know, they'll show you the good stuff. You're like, won't he do it, right? They'll show you. They'll show you like, <laughs> they're not going to show you every, everything else. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to show you the devil is a liar part. They're nah, only going to show you how he do it. Yep. So you know, you got you got to you got to keep that in mind. And I think that's why it's, it's important too that you you know even on your journey as an entrepreneur, um, you're running your own race. You're not running somebody else's race. You're not watching what might have worked for somebody else. You're staying focused on you know, what works for you and really uh, defining success for yourself and then just moving forward based on what you define success to be. Man, that's so dope. That's so dope. And I, I want to ask, because I seen you post on your IG, you were saying how one stream of income is economic suicide. And oh, my like, God. Yeah. That's, that's economic cold. suicide. That's cold. You know, because, because you got to think about it, right? Like majority, it's close to 70% of people uh, in this country live paycheck to paycheck, Right. Which means if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that means you're one paycheck away from poverty, right? Like if 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 after one paycheck is done, you don't have enough money until the next paycheck, that means if for whatever reasons you don't get that paycheck, like you're done. You, you need to borrow. You're almost out of a home. Like you're one paycheck away. That's almost 70%. And, and out of those 70, 70%, 17% of those people make $100,000 or more. So it's not money. Right, people think that the more money I make, uh, I'll be better off. No, it's it's your financial habits. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at, uh, you know, even in 2008 when we had the Great Recession, there were so many people that were in financial ruin because they were so they were relying so much on their job, that one source of income, that when they lost that job, they didn't know what to do. And so, you know, I, you know, it's important, right, to to have multiple streams of income. The average millionaire has seven sources of, of income. And so, if you, even if even if you don't want to be a millionaire, if you want to be financially free, you have to have at least four. You know, I say at least have at least four sources of income. So, if anything ever happens to one source, you at least have three sources that you can focus on while you're trying to recoup that other source. You know, and so I think that. Um, it is economic suicide. Like in today's day and age where there's no job security, you don't know what's going to happen to the economy. You know, the next day uh, you have to be you have to be building your own economy. Um, and so, you know, build your own economy, build your own ecosystem. Just understand that what you know, what do I do well and what are the different things that I can sell around what I do well to create uh, other streams of income? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. That's real. And. I also want to talk about uh, your your latest ebook, Hustle Nomics. When I, yes. I'm like, this, there, this, it is, there it is, is right there in the background. Yes, yep, yep. Hustle Nomics. Yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm like, man, this. I, I love this because like me and Deanna, our favorite rappers ever is Nip and Hov. That's like, yep. that's oh our, man, that's. that's I mean, <laughs> I don't know, no, you can't see it up there, but but I got I got my four 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 hat up there. I got yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, my wake yeah, up call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are, those are go tos, yeah. and like so when we when we seen, I'm like, man, that's powerful. So I want yeah. so I want to ask you like, what inspired? What inspired? I'm pretty sure his uh, untimely demise is a part of it, but what like yeah. what inspired that? Yeah, so so oddly enough, um. I was going to write the book or I started writing the book 
after victory lap, so before mm-hmm. he passed. Um, and so uh, to, 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 to pull it back a little bit, you know, because you mentioned the two, the two people that I think are, you know, so instrumental to our culture, Nip, Nip and Hov. Um, when, when Jay put out the 444 album, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like this album was like the blueprint to financial freedom. Um, and so when I heard the album um, and I started to dissect all the different, uh, you know, things that he was, you know, you know, Jay was giving us the different uh, jewels that he was giving us in the album. Um, I started going around to different colleges, just teaching about it. Right. Mm. Um, eventually I, I made it into a book and the book just went crazy. Right. So it's called the wake up call financial lessons learned from 444. Uh, the book went crazy. I'm talking about Money Magazine, uh, Yahoo Finance, Billboard. Like everybody covered it. Uh, it you know, it it, it it like to this day, it, it, it wound up being one of my best selling books, right? And so, what I realized at that point was a couple of things: was that you could meet people where they are, right? Like people are, you know, hip hop fans, but they need to understand about money. And I didn't want them to miss it. I was like, nah, like you can't. Miss the jewels that Jay was giving you in this album. And so that's why I put the book together. And so when I heard Victory Lap, I, like, I was blown away as well. I was like, yo, this dude is giving us the game about, about ownership, about independence. Like, this is true financial independence. Like, Jay was talking about, you know, credit, financial freedom, generational wealth. Like, mm-hmm. what you could do as an individual right? In order to get your money right. But when you start thinking about Nip, Nip is like giving you the blueprint from a business Business, perspective. You know what I'm saying? And so I started to write the book, um, you know, when Victory Lab came out. Uh, In fact, I was hoping to connect with Nip, right? And so, um, you know, you know, somebody from his label, I know very, very well. And so I had reached out to him, um, but at the time they were touring and he was like super duper busy. So we never really made, made that connection. Uh, and then I got busy with other, you know, with other projects or whatever the case may be. And so I never really pursued it. Um, when I found out that he passed away, man, it was, ah, oh, man, it was yeah. like, man, like, like, like when, when Pac died, I was a teenager, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. uh, it was, it affected me, but not, not, not as hard as like Nip, like, like, like Nipsey was, like it, it hit me hard, you know. And one of the things I said to myself, though, I was like, "Nah, like people got to realize that what he was doing, it cannot die with him, though, no, right? right? Like right. he died in the physical, but he gave us enough information that we could really, like, when he says the marathon continue, like we could really take it to the next level. Um, and so that's what the that's what the what the inspiration for the book was. I said to myself. Um, I gotta make sure as a financial educator, right? Like, like, you know, Nipsey is a is a public figure. Um, and so I'm not, you know, I'm not connected to his camp. I'm not trying to uh, you know, profit off of, you know, his his death, anything like that. It's just me as a as a as a financial educator, as a a lover of hip hop, as somebody that's connected, you know, to the culture. I said, listen, he was giving us some game when he when he says, yo. You know, I integrated vertically. That's, that's my favorite bar. That's yeah, my favorite right, bar. Like, 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 what do you, like, like, what does that mean? Like, people, like right. you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all blew it, right? Like, yeah. what does that mean? Like, what does vertical integration mean? Like, I'm like, I don't want people to miss, miss that. It. Like, I need you yeah. to understand what vertical integration means. I need you to understand when he say, I'm, I built my own ecosystem. Like, what is an ecosystem? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so that's what, that's what the bit, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the inspiration for the book was. And so, you know, ju- just to make sure, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not even charging. So so, here, so here's what, what, what I want people to understand, too, right? You can go to hustlenomics.com and download the whole book for free, right? If you re- when, when you read the book, you're going to see, like, it's not, like, I didn't just, yo, he didn't just die. And I was like, oh, let me plop something together. <laughs> right. Like, I took, I'm talking like, I took days and weeks and months of, like, not sleeping, like really putting my, my best foot forward. Like this is a quality book that gives you, you know, there was a lot of research done. There was a lot of, um, you know, I had the tie, you know, concepts together. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter four is a full business plan. Like I'm a business consultant. Like people, like people pay me 
right, to, to put their business plans together. I gave it to you for free. I said, yo, if you follow these, these, these uh, I think it's like 12 steps. If you follow these 12 steps, like you will get everything you need to, to, to run a business successfully. And I gave it away for free. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm excited. Uh, I'm getting good feedback from the book. Um, and then, you know, I was, you know, definitely was getting people asking me about paperback versions. And so that's why, you know, I started to uh, to sell paperback versions on Amazon, uh, which I'm still in the process of connecting with his people. Like I'm still, right. you know, you know, I know they have a lot of things going on. So I'm still trying to connect with, with his people because I have ideas as far as taking sort of like, you know, hustle-nomics and creating a curriculum and really like taking it to another level and using the proceeds from the book to, you know, advance a lot of the stuff that he was doing already. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the book. I think, you know, I, I got put my all into it um, and I'm happy. Um, like I want to say in the first week, like over 10,000 people downloaded it for free. You know what I'm wow. saying? So I'm happy that 10,000 people, have, you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the first week. I haven't checked the numbers yet. You know what I'm saying? Recently. So I don't know like, you know, what, what the new numbers are. Um, but I know people, you know, are interested. People are giving me good feedback online. And so, um, I'm just happy to to just be part of being able to dissect what he already started and kind of giving giving people the blueprint. Man, that's 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 so cool because I I feel like the same way you feel is the same way I feel. Like it's it's people's duty now, especially if you into if you're doing well financially, to yep. give that game back. Like people with Nips who was doing, like you said, the marathon, it, it gotta continue. You can't dive. It, it, it can't die vain, even though that's like a that's a heartbreaking blow to the like yep. community and society as a whole. But it's like. Some people got to continue that on. They got to be like a light bulb. People be like, damn, okay, I see what it is now. Like, how you talking about integrated vertically? Like, ain't no rapper talking about no stuff right, like that. Talking about like, that. So it was like, that's, yeah. that's crazy in itself. Yo, and it's funny because that, like, that, that's why I start the book off. In my dedication, yo, I said, listen, this book is not for informational purposes only. Like, don't, don't just, like, read it just to, to understand what he was – no. This is a call to action. Like, you mm. have to – if you loved him, if you understood what he was doing, if you appreciate what he was doing, then you can't just take this game and be like, oh, this was dope. You know, long live Nipsey. The marathon continues. Nah. Like, like how can you take exactly what he was doing? How can you duplicate it in your community? And to show, like, I think I – think, he was the first, especially because of his ties to the gang life. I think that's why it was also so important because he was still actively right, in the street, right, right? right? Like, like it's different. Like, you know, salute the whole, um, but it's a little different, right? Hove is a little older. You know what I'm saying? He's been like removed, removed from the street right. for, for you so know what I mean for a long time. He's a billionaire. Like he's, you know, he's something that we aspire to to, to you know what I'm saying to be like. Mm-hmm. Like we can't really touch Hove, right? Like we can't we can't right. touch Hove. <laughs> like he's he's already like ascended. Like he's yeah. a he's a legend, living right. legend. Like he's already you know what I'm saying right. in the books already. You feel me? But Nick, right. like yo, we could t- like right. we could see ourselves still, like we could touch him, we could feel him, and mm-hmm. so I think that's why it was so important because you know what happens is people from, especially from the hood, people from the hood uh, get success and they they gone right, like yo, the, the the narrative has always been like yo, I'm, I'm gonna get up out the hood, you know what I'm saying? But Nick was like, nah, the hood ain't something that you get up out of. The the hood is something that you could develop and be successful and still make it yours. And I think that's why it was so important, uh, because he took what people were throwing away and he made it a a treasure, a goldmine. And if everybody, right, like we like we've never us as in the black community, we've never had a problem with getting to the bag. Right. Right. It's just what do we do with it? We, We never knew how to build wealth. We didn't know how to get it and, you know, expand it. And so he was giving us that blueprint. And so I think if everybody that grows up, that grew up in that environment, that understands the game, understands you know how to hustle, how to how to get it, like how they live. But now take that and just expand it. I think we could break the, the cycle of poverty, and I think that you know that's what he was doing, and that's what needs to continue to happen. You know, definitely, definitely, it's definitely gonna continue on. Like, I, like I, that's why I always tell people, like, man, I'm just trying to do my part. That's all. That's all we can do is our part. That's it. You know what that's I'm saying? It. That's all you can do. Yeah. And uh, so another question I wanted to, or something, another topic I want to talk about was how I, I seen that you uh, said something about a saving hack, and you were saying treat yourself like the R- IRS. Yeah, I'm like, that's yeah. Dumb. I'm like, what? I'm like, but for the people that might hear that, and again, they might be like, oh, you okay? What do you mean by that? Do you mind explaining? 
Yeah, so I think, you know, uh, we treat everybody else better than we treat ourselves. So when you think about the IRS, you think about your bills, you think about, uh, you know, everything that you owe, you always make sure when you get money that you're going to take care of that stuff first, you know? And so I say treat yourself like the IRS because if you work a nine to five, you know that whatever your 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 gross, you know, your gross money is, um, before you even see that money, FICA, I don't know who she is, but FICA, <laughs> she take hers off the top. She's like, yo, I want mine now. Like, I don't even, you're not even going to see this. Let me just take it. And then whatever's left over, that's what, you know, you get as the net into your into your your, your your bank account if you got direct deposit or as a check. And then you figure out how to budget your money based on what you can see and touch from your, you know, from your direct deposit. And so I say, treat yourself like the IRS instead of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, pay yourself or, uh, you know, save after you paid your bills, take it off the top, mm-hmm. create a system that you are automatically saving. You're automatically taking that 10% or whatever percentage you're, you know, you, you allocate towards savings. Uh, you take that off the top. And then once that money get, goes into that, the, that, you know, to that, that account, that direct deposit, then you budget, you know, based on that money and you start paying yourself first because the goal you know, I used to call it an emergency fund, but words have power. So we're not we're not trying to call emergencies into our lives, right? right. And so we call it the, the financial freedom fund. And so as you're putting money into the financial freedom fund, the goal is to have at least six to eight months of expenses liquid in a financial freedom fund so it can help you if any if any time when something happens to any source of income, you have access to it. But even after you save up that six to eight months, now you continue to pay yourself first and you use that money to invest and create that passive and residual income so based off of your experience um as a financial expert what would you say is the biggest mistake people make when it comes to their finances yeah i think i think the biggest mistake that people make is not having a plan a lot of times people um just kind of wing it like they just they 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 take it as it comes right like oh i i such and such got a sale. I'm gonna spend money here. Oh, oh, my my, my baby got recital. I'm gonna do this. Or oh, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, I got this bill to pay. Let me let me pay it. And so I think that um, we need to start directing our money and telling our money. Like we need to know exactly what money's coming in and where that money is going. Um, not deviating from that plan. It doesn't mean that you don't do you know you don't buy your kids stuff it it doesn't mean that you don't you know go out and do you know you don't um you know uh put money aside for entertainment and things of that nature but at least tell it right at least have that roadmap Mm -hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing people don't budget people don't have like a written budget people don't have a, a written plan financially like for me i could tell you like i know how much money i need to make this year in order to reach my financial goals Right. And so now when I look at my my account, if I'm like, yo, I didn't make enough money. Now I got to figure out right, now I got to hustle more because I'm, I'm not in the me personally. I believe and is better than or. And so I'm not in the lack business. I'm not in the business of like cutting expenses. If you know, if, if, if something uh, if I can't meet something, I'm like, yo, I'd rather make more money. And right. so I need to know, though, I need to know. Do I, I don't want to wait till later. I want to know now. Do I have a deficit? And if I have a deficit, how can I make up that deficit? And I think that's the biggest thing. People don't have that plan. People are not intentional about their finances. Uh, they just take it as it come, opposed to being uh, more proactive with it. Mm-hmm. That's really I agree. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also, I know that you, uh, you like, because uh, I, I, I noticed you said words are powerful. And I noticed that you into, like, the law of attraction. Yes. And we, yeah, we, that's, that's the, we the same, we're the same exact way. But yeah. I want to ask you, like, what does that mean to you, the law of attraction? Yeah, yeah so I think uh, the law of attraction simply is uh, you get what you believe. You get what you focus on, you know? Um, I am a walking manifestation of that. Like, mm. when I didn't understand how powerful my words were if when i didn't understand how i created my life everything like everything in my life i created when i didn't know that i was just sort of like living life as if it was you know it was just like uh, cards were dealt to me that way uh but the moment that i started to realize that the mind was like the most powerful tool that we have mm-hmm. that 
you know, our intentions and what we put out to the world and what we put out to the universe and what we actually focus on is what we're going to get back. Uh, that's when life just started to become better, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to the point where I stopped believing in negative and positive. Uh, I just believe that everything uh, works in your favor for your greater good. So if I say, yo, I want, you know, you know, this type of opportunity, um, I may not necessarily know how this this quote unquote negative thing might be leading me to that to that opportunity right it's just it's just something that's that had to happen right sometimes you got to take a step back in order to take a step forward and so i just believe that everything that happens in my life is getting me towards what i ultimately asked for um and you know i've you know i have a vision board um you know, and, and I'm, I'm on my third version of it, right? Like my first version, you know, I would put the vision board up and I started to accomplish a lot of those things. You know what I'm saying? Then I had a second version. And so I realized, yo, you're not, you're not dreaming big enough. Um, and so now I have a, you know what I mean? I have a third vision board that's, you know, that's like, uh, you know, has these things that I, that I want to accomplish. Um, and, and I, and I know I'm going to accomplish them. I don't even, um, you know, I, you know, I think the biggest thing about the law of attraction is that people got to understand that you're in the what business, you're not in the how business, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that um, all you have to do is tell the universe what you want, focus on the what, focus on it all the time, and it will, it will, it will happen. Don't focus on the how, though, right? Like you're not in the how business because what happens is that the universe has infinite possibilities. There's infinite ways for you to get to your goal. And so if you're focused on the how, you're limiting the universe. You're telling the universe which way you want to make this thing happen. And it's a limiting belief. And so you're not going to get to your uh, destination uh, in in the fastest possible way because you're limiting the universe. So all you got to do is tell the universe what you want. Focus on it. And this is why I say affirmations every day. This is why, like, if you go on my Instagram, I'm always, you know, putting out positive affirmations because I want people to always stay in the mindset of abundance, in the mindset of what you want. And so as you focus on what you want over and over and over again, the universe has no choice but to make it your reality. And it works both ways, though. Mm. Right. The reason why people who are broke stay broke is because they focus it on broke. Uh-oh. Right. Instead of focusing on getting money, they're like, yo, I don't want to be broke. I, I don't want to. You know what I mean? And they focus on the negative aspect of it. And the universe, the universe doesn't understand. Don't. It doesn't understand. Can't. It only understands what you're focusing on. So if you're focusing on, on broke, that's what you're going to get. If you focus on abundance, that's what you're going to get. And, and, and you don't have to be a good person either. Like I like like I, I did something earlier on my in my IG stories where I was like, yo, like, get that out your head, right? Like, I know good people who are broke. I know good people who are struggling. It's not about good or bad. It's not about your moral compass. It's honestly about, you know, what do you focus on? You if you're a dirtbag and you focus on abundance, you're going to be a abundant <laughs> dirtbag. And that's just how it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're a good person and you're focusing on abundance, then you're going to be a good person with money. And so, you know, I mean, think about the president. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got a president who morally... Is, is 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 not right, but occupies the the most the powerful, powerful position. In the you know world. what I'm saying? Position in the world because it, and do me a favor though too. Go back and listen to this guy talk. He he understands the law of attraction. No, he like it might does. be yo, he he, it might be the the worst thing ever. But he's like, oh, this was the best turnout. Like he's always talking in affirmative. Yeah. You never ever. Heard this dude talk about anything negatively. No. He's always like, oh, this is the biggest crowd ever. Even if Even it's, bad. it's obvious <laughs> that it ain't the biggest crowd. He's always talking affirmative. And so understand that you have the power to create your life. So focus on the life that you want to create. As you focus yep. on that, that will become your reality. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about this. because, And I always want to play devil's advocate because it's always that, you know, it's always that one person that's like, sure. okay, well, so, and I agree, I agree a thousand percent with what you said, like, because that all comes down to mindset and mentality mm-hmm. for real. And like, uh, recently, I said something like that on Twitter. I'm like, if you if you broke, you just got to fix your mentality. That's all it is. And yep. then so this guy he responded. He was like, he was like, well, if I if if I start thinking right, I'm still gonna be in the projects tomorrow. And I'm like, yep. what the f-? like? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, if you believe that, you're right. 
Like that's the that's thing. True. If you if you believe that, you're right. If you don't believe, when you don't believe that, that's when you're gonna see. So like, what do you say to those people that's like, man, if I think this or that, I still ain't gonna get out of my situation. I don't say nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why because um, at this stage of my life, I'm not trying to convince you. Like mm. I like I I know this for for a fact, right? And who am I to tell you? Like if if that's what you choose, right? Like like we have free will, right? Right. If you if you choose to live in doom and gloom, if you choose to struggle, who am I to mess with what 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 you're asking of the universe? You know what I'm saying? Like like if, like if, like if I'm trying to give you the blueprint, if I'm giving you examples, if I'm if I'm being a demonstration to you, and you don't uh, believe it, and you're like trying to go against me, if I go back and forth with you, then that that means I may not necessarily believe. Like I don't, I'm not wasting my time. I rather focus on the people that um, are right there that believe it and just need that extra push, opposed to trying to convince people right. of what I know for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I, I, I say God bless to mm. those to those people who have the power because we have the same power, right? We have the same power. We have the same 24 hours. We have the we have the same like 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 I like I'm no different from any of you, like anybody, right? Jay Z isn't different from me. Oprah's not. You know what I'm trying to say? Like every, like they believe what they can get, and based on their belief system, that's why they live in their life. I believe that I have that same power, right? right? And so it's just a matter of putting that out there and manifesting it. And instead of me spending that time trying to convince somebody else that they they too have that power, I want to focus on continuing to be that demonstration because um, I think that the biggest um, the biggest tell is to is 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 people because they'll see it with their life you know what i mean they'll see it based on your life right like like this is my real life like i'm not you know what i'm trying to say like like i'm from the projects like like i like like the other day i posted a, a picture of me and my homeboy in my room like when we was youngins right playing playstation one yo my room was the size of my daughter's closet today you feel me? Like, like when I lived in the projects, my room it, it was the size of like if I go to my daughter's closet right now, it's the same exact size of the room that I grew up in. And so right. I don't need to convince nobody about nothing, right. right? Like, 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 like I like I lived it. Like I understand what it's like to not have anything, and I know for a fact that the moment I changed my mindset, I was able to not only be fulfilled within. But also outwardly too, like I, like, and I'm not bragging or nothing, but I live in a big ass crib. You know what I'm trying to say, like, you know, and, yeah. and and that didn't happen because you know I you know I was trying to fight things or I was saying, oh, this is not possible. No, I was like, all right, life is perspective, and so what I, what do I want to focus on? And as I focused on those things, it became my reality. So um, I tell anybody. This is what I would tell anybody. So let's say somebody's listening right now and they're skeptical about it. I would say, just give it a shot, right? You got nothing to lose, right? Right? Like, don't, don't, you know, don't fight against it because whatever you fight against, that's what you're gonna get. Like, like, like what I'm, what, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying essentially is, you get exactly what you say, right? So if you say that this, if you're like, yo, the law of attraction is BS and it doesn't work, guess what? It will be BS yeah, and it yeah. won't work. Yeah. Because that's your mindset. That's what you believe. You believe that it's BS and you believe that it doesn't work. And so the universe will say, okay, it's, it's BS. It doesn't work. And that's what's going to happen. Because as you're focusing on the fact that it's BS, you're focusing on the fact that if I think about one thing, I'm going to still stay in my current position, then the universe is going to say, okay, think about it. I'll keep you in that position. Because what are you thinking about most? You're thinking about how you're staying in that same position. And that's what the universe is giving you. So I say, you know, Trick yourself, right? Like, even if you don't believe it, keep telling yourself over and over and over again these positive things, these affirmations, and eventually you're going to start believing it. And as you start believing it, that's when it's going to become your reality. That's, that's, that's the realest in the world. That's why, that's why this conversation is so important because at the end of the day, I feel like it becomes mindset first and then, like, you get your money, right? Like, I feel like so many people just focusing on trying to get hurry up and get abundance of money where well, their mind ain't even right yet. So, right, like, once you get right. the money, it ain't even going to work out because you, you, you don't got the right mentality. So, like, you got to yep. fix your mentality, your mindset first, 
and then you're gonna see the money come to you. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be easier to keep the money. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And, and, and that, you know, that's the point right there, right? Yep. Keeping the money. Because I know a lot of people who uh don't got the proper mindset and are able to attract Correct. money, but these are the same people that the moment they attract money, uh, an emergency happens, something breaks down, their family come out of nowhere, <laughs> like they can't hold on to money because right. the money ain't right. right. So if you wanna, you know, uh, uh get money and keep it. Yeah, you gotta get that mind right. Yes, for sure. sir. Yes, sir. And uh, so I, I got a couple more things I want to touch on, and going back to like business and uh, stuff like that. So a thing I seen you uh, talk about on Instagram, how you what was super dope to me. You said your friends are not supporting your business because they ain't got it, and you said find, mm. and you was like find your tribe, and I'm right. like, wow, man, that's that's because yeah. so many people they'll start a business and they'll put all their focus on getting their friends to purchase their products that they probably yeah. the, the friends and family probably don't even need. So it's like, right. you know, why are you putting all your energy into that? Yeah, no, nah, I think, I, you know, and I think that I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and it actually also goes back to what we're, what we're talking about as far as, um you know, law of attraction and you get what you focus on. Right. It's like you're limiting like it's limiting belief. Like if you got a business, there's millions of people out here. Like, why are you why are you trying to pressure, you know, your friends and family to support something where if it was something that, um I mean, honestly, it don't even matter. Like, if it was something that they needed, even if it's something that they need or they don't need or whatever, stop focusing so much on lack. Stop focusing so much on, man, I want my friends to, to support me because all you're doing is looking for validation from them, mm-hmm. right? And so you're you're making them responsible for your business. You're saying, I got this business, and because my friends and family aren't um, supporting it, then subconsciously that makes you feel insecure because because you want you want their their love and their you know their support but at the end of the day uh when you start a business make sure that your business solves a problem right, right. and once your business solves a problem your friends and family might not be the people who uh who need that that service or they might not be in a position too and that's why i was saying that they they ain't got it because sometimes you like yo you know, oh, just give me a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or twenty dollars. But think about, like, I mean, as a finance person, I work with people every day, and there are a lot of people out there that just don't got it. Like, people are just struggling. Like, they just live in check to check, and you know, you know, people might be like, "Well, oh, if you got enough money to buy Gucci, then why you can't buy mines or whatever?" Nah, but you got to understand the psychology of that too, mm-hmm. and that the reason they struggling, and because they're struggling, they are now focused on uh, trying to make themselves feel good and spending that money on that Gucci might make them feel good. Buying your product might not make them feel good. Mm. And so they're not going to spend their last on something that doesn't make them feel good. They're going to spend their last on something that makes them feel good. I understand that psychology. Mm. I'm not knocking it. Is that the right way to do it? Absolutely not. But like, don't put so much pressure on them. Stop focusing on what they're not doing. Focus on the people that are supporting your business. Right. And how do you find more of those people? And for me, I mean, you know, when I first wrote my first book, you know, I got a lot of support from family and friends. But then as I started to, you know, get bigger and bigger, like that, that support started to dwindle down. I could have easily been like, oh, yo, I need y'all to support me, support me, support me. But I just turned my attention to say, yo, who's my tribe? Like who? Who rocks with me? Who's buying my stuff? And then how can I continue to start speaking to them people over and over and over again? And that's how I, you know I've been able to build a national brand. That's why I got eight books, four of them are bestsellers. That's how you know I have a large social media presence. That's how you know people pay me you know good good money to come out and speak. Like right. it's because I'm not focusing on 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 like and, and here's his his other thing, right? Like where we come from. It's bust so bust so much your friends and family could do for you anyway. Meaning right. like 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 we we not like I, I come from the project, so most of my friends and family are you know probably from the projects too. Like nah, like I got I got programs that cost fifteen hundred dollars a month. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I like I got I got consulting packages that I need somebody to pay me fifteen hundred dollars. Like I, so, am I gonna keep focusing on my friends and family? Nah, because they probably they ain't got fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> and I and, and I think that's the other point as well is if you want abundance and you start raising your bar, you're gonna have to make new friends. You're gonna yep. need a new circle. You're gonna need a new sense of influence because where you're going, 
your friends and family might have never been there before, you know? And so, yeah, it's it's important that, you know, you find your tribe, find those group of people that, you know, they, they fit your vibration. They fit, you know, where you are mentally and, and where you're trying to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I only got a, a couple more questions for you. Since we're on topic of business and having a business, what about systems you know so many like we are we all know to build a successful business successful anything it's got to be system in place that's where the wealth come from having a system so like how do how does someone because i know people that's listening gonna be like okay so how do we build systems what's your uh opinion on that yeah i think i i think if you don't have a system you don't have a business right if 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 what you have if you um if you have to be involved in your business then you you have a job, right? Like you own your job. Exactly. You don't own a business because a business is a system that could be duplicated. Um, right. And so I think that um, you know any entrepreneur that's out there, um, when as you're building your business, think of ways that you could build that business without you, right? Like if you're if you are the main ingredient in that business, um, then you need to revamp it. Right. Because uh, Grant Cardone once said uh, if he dies, his business would never know it. Right. Because he set up his businesses in such a way that they, they run on their own. They're, they're, they, you know, he, he set up these systems. Um, and so, I, you know, I would say, you know, setting up a system is, you know, what product or service uh, do you provide uh, and how can you create that product or service uh, in a way that uh, can be automated, right? And so, you know, let's let's say, for, for instance, like in my business as a financial educator, um, you know, one piece of it is me uh, creating courses, right? So I have courses, I have programs that people could pay monthly subscriptions for. Um, and so, so immediately, you know, I might have a webinar, right? I might have a, like right now as we speak, and this is free game, right now as we speak, you can go to my, you can go to my Instagram and you can click on a free webinar, and when you click on that free webinar, it's going to tell you, yo, sign up right now. Ash is about to teach you the game of whatever free webinar I'm doing. It looks like it's me talking, but I can't be in two places in one time. And so I have a system that gives you a webinar that feels like it's live, but it's not. I did the webinar probably a month ago. Uh, I got all the people to, 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 to do comments and things of that nature, but I, I allow the webinar to automate itself. After the, but I'm still giving you the game, though, right? I'm still giving you all the game. But after the webinar, I have an upsell. I'm selling you something. I'm saying, all right, here's this game, but I got another thing for you, right? This this will take you to the next level. And so now people purchase that. All of that is done without me, mm. right? Like, like I don't, I don't have to. I, like literally, like you can go to you know to to my Instagram, click on the link on my bio, click on webinar, and you can see it all all in action. You can see how you take the webinar after a webinar. I upsell you, then I email you, and all of that is part of a system uh, that that I've created to automate it. Uh, but there's other systems, right? Like you have systems, you know, where you you know you you start an app or you start a program or something that again is independent of you and your physical labor. And what happens is that you become sort of like the marketing piece for it, right? So for me, uh, that's what that's what I am, right? Like I'm I'm a good marketer, and so I have you know. You know, I have books, I have courses, I have programs, I have consulting. And so when, I, when I'm on a podcast, all I'm doing is I'm giving you a taste of who I am, right. right? I'm selling myself. And if you resonate with me, right, if you connect with me, if you like, yo, this dude is dope, I want to work with him, I got a solution for you. You might listen to me and you might be like, yo, this dude is too loud. Why he yelling? Right? Like, I might say that. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's all good. You're not my people. And right. I'm okay with that. Right. I'm OK with that. Like, I'm not for everybody. Right. right? I got a certain energy. Like, I, I'm very intentional about who I let into my space. And if, if 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 I don't connect with you, then you're not my people. But at the end of the day, like podcast, when I'm on television, when I'm on radio, when I do all these things, I'm introducing myself to the world. So the world can be like, yo, I never heard of Ash Cash. Who is Ash Cash? Let me Google. Google, okay, bet. Now, oh, this is who this guy is. And then now they can buy these products and services based on my system, right? And that's why I get checks from Amazon every month. I don't have to, I don't have to post my book. I don't, I don't, right? I don't like I post. I post books every now and then, but that's not the bulk of my of my post. The bulk of my post is giving you value, 
right? Mm-hmm. The, the bulk of what I'm doing is, 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 is giving you my brain, giving you knowledge, right? They say knowledge is the one thing you can give away without losing any. So I give tons of knowledge for free so you can see my value. And now you're willing to invest in what I got to say. Mm, that's powerful right there. Yeah, that's power. That's super powerful. And I, I got uh, one more question for you. And that question is, what is wealth to you? Mm. Uh, wealth is time freedom, period. Mm, that's, uh, wealth, like that. wealth is time freedom. Wealth is being able to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Wealth is uh, the, the flexibility to say no. Right. Like I don't, I don't have to take any projects. I don't have to work with somebody like literally like I remember um, there was this opportunity. I won't even say the name, but there was like a like a like a celebrity, like a big time person who was, you know, we were trying to make something happen. And honestly, I just didn't feel like I didn't feel a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it just didn't feel right. And so and so I was able to be like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because of having that freedom. You know what I'm saying? So that's what wealth is for me. Wealth is just having the freedom to choose who you work with, when you work with them, uh, do things on your terms, uh, have time freedom. You know, like my, you know, I got two kids. I got an 11-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, you know, I get my son ready to go to school every day. Uh, you know, I pick up my daughter from school all the time. Uh, you know, my, my daughter's in dance. I never miss a recital. When she play ball, I'm at every game. You know what I'm that's saying? Dope. Like, I, I, you know, I have time freedom and, and, yeah, and it yeah. feels good to be able to do that. Um, and so that's what wealth means to me. Um, and, and it also means, you know, making money work for you. You know, wealth, wealth to me is not a number. You know, a lot of times people put a number behind right. wealth. Like, yo, you got to be a millionaire <laughs> and, you know, and to be wealthy. Nah, you could be wealthy at a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? You could you could you could have a net worth of of, of sixty thousand dollars and still be wealthy. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're not working for money and you have time freedom, then you're wealthy, and that's what that means to me. That's real, and I and I, yeah. and I agree with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer because a lot of people do get caught up in that. Like, man, I need fifteen minutes. Like, bro, if you if you got that freedom, wealth is just about freedom and having options. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because because at the same time though, you get that fifteen mil. And now you're a slave, slave to that money, though. Money, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I say like, like, like. I, I mean, I mean, even right now, as we speak, like, I was a CEO of a credit union. I know that I could easily, you know, my resume is still good. I could easily go to somebody's corporation and run, run their bank. But I already know what type of time commitment that is, and so I could easily do that and be and be stressed out, or I can enjoy. My life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I could, I could go, like, like I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna go pick up my daughter, <laughs> drop her off, and I'm gonna go play some ball. I feel like playing ball today. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get in the court. I'm gonna play some ball, and so I could do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you know, so, so it's important that you focus on your definition of wealth. Don't mm-hmm. let nobody, don't let Instagram, don't let Twitter, don't let Facebook, don't let nobody, don't let, don't let your significant other, don't let your parents, don't let nobody tell you what wealth is. Wealth is whatever is going to allow you to live the life that you want to live on your terms when you want to live them. Period. Ooh, that's fine. That's the perfect note to end it all, man. <laughs> but before, before we let you go, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank we really you so appreciate much. you taking out the time to come chop it up, chop up game with us. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, before you get off, do you mind plugging in all your stuff you got going on, uh, social media, all that good stuff? Nah, for sure. First of all, thank you guys. You know, I, I appreciate you for having me. You know, I, I love, you know, connecting with people. So right. for you introducing me to your audience means a lot. Um, if you want to connect with me, you know, go to my website, imashcash.com. Uh, everything is on there. Uh, you can, you know, you can see everything that I offer, uh, my books, my programs, my podcasts. Uh, my, my company, everything is on there. Iamashcash.com. Follow me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my handle is Iamashcash. Uh, and I'm also Googleable. So like, if you, you know what I'm saying? You can Google Ash Cash and everything can pop up. You know what I'm saying? She said, I Google. She said, I Google. She said, I Yeah, bro, that's all we got for you, man. Like I said, I definitely appreciate you, man. We'll be, we'll be keeping in touch with you. Now, please, please do yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you need, any way I can help. You know, keep yeah, keep being great. Like I love it. Twenty three, twenty six. Like <laughs> I love it. Like keep filling the game. Keep keep building wealth. You know, keep spreading the knowledge and anything I can do to help. Please, please reach out. Definitely, yeah. bro. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Yes, appreciate sir. y'all. Peace. Yep. Peace. All right. Peace.
All right, guys. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with Ash Cash. Like he said, he gave out all his information and all his books. Please go check them out. It's a lot of game, and please go check those books out. And before we close, we like uh, to, for, for the people who don't know, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Me personally, I'm at Xavier C. Miller on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Deanna, what's your uh, info? And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent. Twitter is Deanna S. Kent. And if you want to um, get into real estate investing, you can book a consultation with us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com. And we're going to set up a phone call with you to get you on the path to success. And that is all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening to this episode. We greatly, definitely, definitely appreciate it. Uh, and see y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. A whole lot of shit on the way. On the way. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.